Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in today. Last week, we preached a sermon entitled, Doing the Things I Can't Do, Part 1. This is Part 2. Ladies and gentlemen, for over 43 years in full-time ministry, this ministry has been doing the impossible and impacting the kingdom of God in unbelievable ways. I don't mean that in an arrogant sense, but I made up my mind that God said I could do it. We're going to do it. God wants to use you too, not just me, not just the preachers you see, but you. My Lord, he's no respect person. He'll do anything you can believe. So this is part two of doing the things I can't do. See, because there's always somebody telling you what you can't do. Jesus is going to tell you what you can do. Get a pencil and pad. Bless God. Take some more notes. You're going to be blessed. Watch this and learn. How do you do the things you can't do? Verse 5 that your faith stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the wisdom of, or in the power of God. Say it again, that your faith stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I said, Lord, he said, you think you, you, think you got a budget? You ought to see what I'm controlling up here. One time in prayer, I wanted to go on Cox. I wanted to go on Cox so bad. This was years ago. And I needed this. I needed $50,000 to do this television show. One shot, 50 grand. Boom, gone. I ain't counting the production just to, just to get the stuff. And I said, God, he said, I want you to do this. I said, okay, okay. All right, Lord. I said, but God, $50,000. So when I found out it was 50, I thought it'd be about 20, 18,000, 20. They said, a Reverend Depends is going to cost you 50 grand. $50,000. So I said, Lord, he said, what? I said, I need $50,000. He said, okay. I said, he ain't heard what I said. He thought I said $50. That's what he said. I said, Lord, I, I, I didn't say $50. I said $50,000. He said, I know that's what you, I, I heard you. Okay, you can have it. He thinks I said $5. That's what he thinks. That's the first time in my life he ever said, okay. So I came back to him and said, Lord, I got, you know, I got real Pentecostal. Lord, I said, Lord, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what I need. <laughs> I need $50,000. <laughs> and let's Lord. He said, okay, Jesse, <laughs> you can have the $50,000. <laughs> you know, Lord doing the hoop on me, Leroy. <laughs> doing the hoop on me, man. I said, $50,000. I said, that don't bother you? He said, no. I said, don't bother you? He said, Oral Roberts just asked me for $5 million. I said, what'd you tell him? He said, I told him he could have it. That made me mad. <laughs> I said, you mean to tell me you gonna give old Roberts $5 million? All you gonna give me is a lousy $50,000? He said, according to your faith, so be it. <laughs> See, my faith was standing in the wisdom of men. Brother Robert's faith was standing in the power of God. He said, by the way, Jesse, if I gave you $5 million, what would you do with it? This was in 19, what, maybe 84, 86, something like that. I went, yeah. I put it in the bank. <laughs> he said, you don't have a plan. He said, you got a $50,000 plan. I said, what? He said, I don't just shell out money, Jesse, unless there's a plan. I'm a, I'm a God of purpose. It dawned on me. I will never be caught without a plan again. I got a $50,000 plan. I got a $5 million plan. I got a $173 million plan. God, what kind of plan do you want? I got a plan. If you want God to move upon your behalf in terms of financial things, you better have a plan. 
see, that your faith stand not in the wisdom of men. See, you got to understand something. Everything God will tell you to do, you can't do it. So remember, how do I know if it's the voice of God? If you can't do it, that's him. <laughs> if you can do it, that's the devil. Because you see, he wants to get glory out of it and wants to give glory to man or glory to himself. But everything God's ever asked me to do, I couldn't do. So I began to stand on the word of God and said, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can't do. Now, when you say that on television, people write you ugly letters. How do you think you are? Well, how much time you got? <laughs> Sit down, man. I got to go from Genesis to Revelation to tell you who I am. Because it's not me that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I do not frustrate, frustrate the grace of God because greater is he who is in me than he was in the world. Now unto him was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can possibly ask and think according to the power that worketh in me. I say unto that mountain, be thou removed, not doubt in my heart. Believe those things that I say shall come to pass. I shall have whatsoever I say. If God be for me, who can be against me? I'm more than a conqueror. No weapon formed against me going to prosper. Ah, Lord, God, you just go. You do what God says and what, instead of what you say. Doing the things you can't do. My Lord, right now we're building a $7 million complex, debt free to the glory of God. I'm buying secular television time as much as I can get my hands on. I'm on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, Christian Channel of Europe, uh, TBN, uh, where else? Let's see network all over. I mean, if you add all those stations together, about 1,600 of them, glory to God. Guess what? It's all paid for. Somebody shout, somebody! It's paid for! See, it's called doing the things you can't do. Well, how do I do that? Write this down. Same. How do I, how do, I do that? Realize that your brain, let me just say this and I'll tell you what to write. Realize that your brain cannot conceive these things. I'm talking about your brain, but your spirit can. Amen. When someone tells you, well, you know, now that's a bit strong. But if you know God spoke to you, don't let, write this out. Don't let other people's experiences tell you what to do. Do what God tells you what to do. Yeah, but it didn't work for him. Well, it, it may be because God didn't tell him to do it, but God told you to do it. You understand what I'm saying? And when you understand that, don't let someone else's experiences go, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase, don't let someone else's experience go against what God says for you to do. I'm not saying that they tried it and it didn't work. Maybe they did, but God, maybe God didn't tell them to do that. Here's something else. If you have some money, I have people tell me, well, Jesse, why don't you go do this? I said, well, the Lord didn't tell me to do it. Yeah, but you got the money to do it and everybody's doing it. But that don't make no difference. Yeah, but everybody's doing it. Okay, but that still don't make no difference. Well, why won't you do it? Well, because God didn't tell me to do it. Yeah, but no, you don't understand. This is the way that evangelism works. You know, this is the way uh, television ministry works. Well, I don't care. Yeah, but it'll make money for you. Really? But then you do it. If it's, if, do you do it? Well, I, I don't care if I've got the money. I'm not doing something unless God tells me to do something. Plus, in the midst of building a $7 million complex, buying all this television time, I've added over 30 people to my staff at the same time. Now, my, my TV buyer said, my God, man, you're going to do this and the building? I said, no, I ain't doing any of it. You're not. What are you going to do? We're going to sign these contracts? What are we going to do? I said, God's going to do it all. I said, you'll never have to want for nothing in your life. Isn't that a blessing? And when I stepped out, I had to get out of my wisdom. Now, you know, I don't do this unless God, I got to know that God told me to do this. You don't just say, well, bless God, I'm going to do this. No, 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 no. What you got to do, what you got to do, bless little boys waving at me over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here they go. He's all excited. 
Hey, how you doing? That little boy, he loved me. Glory to God. Don't you love kids? They just interrupt everybody. Got, got 5,000 people. He goes, forget it, Jack. That's the way God wants us to be. That's the way exactly like God wants us to be. He said he wants us to be childlike, and he said childish. He said childlike. Just go do what I said, that your faith stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So now when a challenge comes my way, I look at all my ability, and I say, I cannot come up to this challenge in my ability. But God, he says, I've already met the challenge. Now what I have to do is walk. Because I said this the other day, I'll say it again. A lot of times the Lord will wake me up and say, Jesse, Jesse. I said, what? What? What are we going to do today? I said, you don't know what you're going to do today? <laughs> he said, well, you're my hands. You're my feet. You're my mouthpiece. You're my body. What are we going to do today? Where will you carry the head of the church today? I like that. He said, I'm the head. You're the body. Where will you carry me today? Will you send me to the sick that they may be healed? Will you send me to the poor that we may bless them? Hmm? What are we going to do today, Jeff? Tell me. Then it dawned on me. In my relationship with God, I realized something that the heart of God is the Father. Boy, he loves you. But the face of God is the Son, Jesus. But the voice of God is the Holy Ghost. But the hand of God is the church. Heart, face, voice, hand produces the body of Christ. He said, what are we going to do today? I said, you mean to tell me I will dictate what will happen today? He said, the head can't go nowhere without the body. What are we going to do today? It was years ago. I said, let's go to the crazy ward. He said, you want to go to a mental insane? I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, you want to aggravate the devil today, don't you? <laughs> I said, yeah. So we went to the third floor of Charity Hospital. They got the great, the biggest fruit cakes you ever seen in your life up there, son. Got them locked behind electrical locks. Bless God, I went in there. And you know, you can't get in there unless you're a reverend. So I showed them a card. I'm a reverend. They said, can we help you? I said, yeah, so we just come to pray. And you know, you said, <clears throat> you said very <clears throat> homiletically, well, bless the Lord, we've come to pray over the people to minister to these poor souls. Well, thank you, Reverend. Oh, you're fine. Now, you don't wear a purple jacket. You know, because that'll blow their socks off. <laughs> so I just walked in there. Boy, and I know there were people had their arms tied to their waists with straps. Literally, some people that were tied. This, was a, this is an old, old building. Remember those old uh, steam? I don't know if they're steam, but those furnace, uh, those heat things that look like a, an accordion, that, you know, kind of stuff like I saw one person just literally tied to that thing. So I'm walking in there. This person walked up to me and went, hi. I went, hi. What are you doing here? I said, I've come to meet you. Mm. That don't scare me. I can growl like him. Mm. Bother me. God. Don't do nothing. I said, I won't. God's going to do everything. I'm walking around the demon possessed people and I'm going, this is great. <laughs> We're about ready to cause a riot in here. As if people walk around with them white coats. 
saw this girl, her name was Kathy. She tried to commit suicide three times. I said, I'd like to see Miss Kathy. And when I walked in, she's sitting literally like a cat on top of the ledge. And this is a very small woman, about 105 pounds, soaking wet, sitting up there, legs folded up. And I said, hello, Kathy. What do you want here? I said, I've come to set you free by the power of Jesus' name. Now, I wasn't expecting this. She went, wow, and just jumped on me. Man. We spit flying, rolling in the floor. And I'm going, ha, ha, I bind you in Jesus' name. I, my pastor was going, spit flying. Two white, two white guys in white coats go, Whoa, man, she's crazy. Get some, they run out, and we are spit flying. I said, come out, devil. She's in my face. And I'm going, yeah. I'm screaming just as loud as they are. Bless God, I don't care. I said, come out. She went, whoa. Well, the guy's coming. He said, my God, you killed her. I said, I didn't kill her. I set her free by the power of Jesus' name, doing the things I can't do. He didn't know what to do. He just looked at me. I said, you know, when devils leave people's bodies, they go look for other people to get into. He went, oh, oh. <laughs> boy, you can clear a room out real quick, son. We're casting out devils. Now, remember when we was in, I didn't tell you that when we was in the elevator, they gave me a ticket. They said, people are crazy up here. Don't lose your ticket. Don't lose your ticket. Because there's some people look sane, but they're crazy as a fruitcake. Keep the ticket. Well, in the midst of rolling all over the floor with this cat woman all over my head, I lost my ticket. I came out of my pocket. I don't know where it was. We casting out devils. I mean, I walked right in the middle of a, there must have been 25 of them. And I went, devil, I bind you in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden you heard, <laughs> it was fun. I was enjoying myself. Look, the devil been aggravating the body of Christ for thousands of years. It's time, bless God, we start aggravating him. That your faith stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We had more fun. They said, we got to get this crazy preacher out of here. So I walked up and I went boom, boom, knocked on. The lady couldn't open the door, the electric lock. She said, where's your ticket? I said, I don't have a ticket. I lost my ticket casting the devil out. <laughs> well, I told the truth. What do you want me to say? What else can I say? Well, you tell me what else can I say? <laughs> she said, how do I know you're not crazy? This was another one that had been relieved. I said, I ain't crazy, woman. I'm a preacher of the gospel. Glory to God. She said, I ain't never seen a preacher like you. And this crazy person full of devils coming to me, he said, you want to get out? Do you want to get out? Do you want to get out? You need to get out, get out, get out, get out. I said, I can't get out. He said, I'll help you get out. I'll help you get out. This kid took his finger and shoved his finger in that electrical lock and the fire flew out of there about that far. <laughs> Door opened up. He said, get out, get out, get out, get out, get <laughs> out. I walked out. Now I'm in that room with that woman. I went, here I am. She goes, oh. Uh, they hadn't let me back up there since. <laughs> I had a wonderful day. I was doing the things I can't do. We were casting out devils, healing the sick. You know that little girl, Kathy? She, 
she brought to that church in a span of six months, 150 people got born again under that girl's salvation. Give the Lord a hand clap for that. Isn't that a blessing? What happened? That your faith stand not in the wisdom of men. Very simple, but in the power of God. And I'm going to tell you something. You're going to experience this today. There's something going to look at you today that you can't do. But see, you won't stand in your wisdom. Your faith won't stand in what you think it should happen. You're going to stand in the power of God. Now turn with me to the book of St. Luke chapter 1 real quick. I want to show you something. God will tell you to do some things that you never thought he would do. St. Luke chapter 1, doing the things I can't do. Hallelujah. St. Luke chapter 1. You got to understand something about Jesus. Such a wonderful person. Man challenged me the other day, uh, Leroy Jr., that on this prosperity stuff. He said, well, Jesus didn't have nothing. I said, man, Jesus wasn't on the ground 10 minutes. There's three rich guys looking for him. <laughs> he, he wasn't on the ground 10 minutes, huh? Three rich guys looking for him. Bringing him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold's the gift to a king. He wasn't on the ground 10 minutes. Do you know Jesus took care of his family 10 minutes after he was born? He's the one paid for the trip to Egypt. You think God's going to send his boy down out without no money? Three rich guys looking for him. Do you know at the cradle there was Jew and Gentile? At the resurrection there was Jew and Gentile? At the crucifixion there was Jew and Gentile. See, God, Jesus came for all people. At his cradle was Jew and Gentile. Did you know that? See, God already had had us on his mind at the very birth of Jesus. He had the Jew and the Gentile standing right there at the cradle. Guess who brought the money to it? The Gentiles. Jews is outside, broke. <laughs> but they figured out, wait a minute, wait, something ain't right here. Jew and Gentile. I mean, Jesus ain't on the ground 10 minutes, three rich guys looking for it. I wonder how many guys are looking for you. I wonder how many rich guys are looking for you today. You ain't God's child. Looking for you today. Looking for you today. Hallelujah, glory to God. Yeah, Jew and Gentile. So, you know, Jesus just, you know, he just tells you to do things that you never thought he wouldn't do. Now, the Lord told Gabriel, and I want to say this too, who stands in the presence of God. Uh, watch verse 19 of Luke chapter 1. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God. Stop for a minute. I said this the other night. I feel let the Lord say it again. No angel sit in the presence of God. I've been to heaven for five hours and 15 minutes. Never saw an angel sitting down at the throne. So I'm flying around the throne going, holy, holy, holy. But you know who can sit in the presence of God? You. What? The Bible said he caused you to sit, sit in heavenly places with him. No angels sit in the presence of God. If you don't think that the body of Christ has some clout, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and you. The body of Christ has the honor of sitting in the very presence of Jehovah himself. Isn't that amazing? You and I have the privilege of sitting in the very presence of an almighty God. Like I said, you are a child of God. You are a child, man. I mean, you're in the family. Now, I want you to raise your expectations and remember everything, and I mean everything God has asked you to believe is unbelievable, but it's also doable. See, it's not in the realm of the natural. It's in the realm of the supernatural. Now, people say, but Brother Jesse, you don't know what I'm going through. Let's get through it. See, the Bible said when you're weak, you're strong. Let the weak say I'm strong. You understand? So everybody has problems in life. You know, life will throw you a curveball all the time. But I've learned to play baseball and how to hit a curve. You understand what I'm trying to say? It's the same way with my life. So, I mean, there's sometimes I say, Lord, 
I, I, I can't do this, but you said I can do all things through you. So I'm going to use the through you today in every area, spiritually, physically, and financially, and it will get dumb. I'm done. I'm telling you, it will happen, not some of the time, all the time, because God's word is true. I hope you know what an honor it is for me to minister to you. Kathy and I also love praying for you. I received a prayer request that I want to share with you all right now. It's from a lady named Rita. She wrote this. Jesse, I recently found your ministry on YouTube. I love how you real you are and how real you have made God to me. Please pray for me to be a better mother to my children. I haven't been to church in years, and my children have never been at all. I've been sober for almost one year, and now we finally have our own place. I also struggle daily with depression and anxiety. Please pray for us. Well, now, Rita's got some problems, right? Yes, she does. Well, Rita, we're going to change that today. You need to start going to church and bring your children to church. We're going to pray and believe God to do the unbelievable but the impossible simply because it's doable. See, if you could have done it, Rita, you'd have done it a long time ago. You can't, but Christ in you can. Now, you need to start and change your way. How you do that? By doing what Jesus says instead of what Rita says. What, read, what Rita feels, but what Jesus feels. Father, I pray for Rita right now. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I get great pleasure in telling you, devil, get under Rita's feet. I speak to you and demand the word of the living God. Get under her feet in the mighty name of Jesus. Change everything for her, Lord. Let Rita be the lady you've created her to be, a wonderful individual to her children and to you, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Rita. I just, man, that, we just prayed about maybe 25 seconds. Your life just changed. And anybody else watching, you've been having trouble? I'm telling you, you prayed with Rita, you prayed with me. Two of us agree. Rita's one, I'm two, God's three. What are you believing for? Come on, man. You can do this. God's doing great things, and he wants you to be a part of it. I want to show you some of the most wonderful things that are going on here at the ministry. And I mean, we are doing stuff all the time. I'll be back in just a minute with another word. Watch this and be blessed, and I'll be right Jesse DePantis Ministries is literally circling the globe using every available voice. What would that be? That would be television, radio, printed page, internet, DVDs, CDs, books, whatever it takes to preach the gospel. Can you see it? Hey, can you see it? I can just see it. I can see the gospel going all over the world to every person. Every year, the soul's adding up, people getting healed, lives being changed and delivered. Is that impossible? No. God thinks we can do that. Everything you see here at Jesse DePlantis Ministries was impossible, and everything we are going to do is impossible. But yet the Lord said, if you believe it, I'll do it. We are believing the unbelievable and receiving the impossible to simply reach people and change lives. God more than you've ever
ever imagined with Jesse's book, God is Not Enough, He's Too Much. You'll learn how to really know God, how to communicate better with God, how to have godly confidence, how to receive all that God has for you in your every area of your life. God is Not Enough, He's Too Much. Available as a paperback and an ebook from JDM.org. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you can get yourself a copy of this book. God's not enough. He's too much. I'm to, it's literally helped thousands of people. It will help you. It will help you experience more of God's goodness, God's grace, God's mercy, and God's abundance. I'm telling you, I mean that sincerely. I hope you can order it. And if you'd like to get it, you go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. It will bless you and minister. It has literally blessed thousands and thousands of people. We sell a lot of books. I'm telling you, I mean, God's been so good and gracious and people get blessed by it. God's not enough. He's too much. Order it today. You'll be blessed by it. Partners, thank you for being so courteous and kind to this ministry. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important to reach people, change lives one soul at a time. Nothing too small, nothing too big. We have wonderful partners that support this ministry. I mean, it's amazing. I've been full-time ministry now 43 years. I've been preaching 45 years, and we've never had a financial deficit. You've heard me say that before. Why? Because of my partners and because of God Almighty. And me and Kathy don't ask you to do something we don't do ourselves. We are partners to this ministry just like you are. I mean that sincerely. Some people say, well, you mean you're giving to yourself? No, man. If you understand the laws of the United States concerning churches and nonprofits, you don't do that. You see, nobody owns a church. Come on, man. That's God's word. So thank you for helping me save people, heal people. We get them out of depression. We get them out of all kinds of crazy things going on. People say, Brent, just when you come, people just light up. Thank you for saying that, but we bring the joy of the Lord. Also, for your January partnership, you can get my message. All you've got to do is ask. That's so simple. You know, asking may seem too simple when it comes to the prayers in your life, but that's exactly what God wants you to do. So what are you believing for? What? You will learn so much from this teaching. You need to get this teaching. I'm telling you, get it inside of you, and it will come out of you. Go to jdm.org. For all the ordering information, you'll be blessed. In fact, man, get around that, that JDM uh, uh, website. There's so many wonderful things on there. And let me ask you a question. Are you connected to our social media platforms yet? 24 hours a day, we're reaching people and changing lives through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find the links to each one of those at our website, jdm.org. Or make sure you check them all out today. We got all kinds of stuff going on. I'm telling you, we, <laughs> we are some busy, busy people because the world needs saving and we have the message to save the world. And his name is Jesus Christ. It's been a joy ministering to you today. I mean that sincerely. Be sure to tune in next week for my new message, Desires, a Treasure in Waiting. Oh, that's going to be good. This is Jesse the Planets from New Orleans saying we love you. We'll see you next week. God bless. Bye-bye. In the January issue of Voice of the Covenant magazine, Jesse teaches you how to start living a life of limitless possibilities. Kathy shares on establishing a firm foundation for the future. You will be encouraged with Glorious Moments praise reports. View our TV and meeting schedule and much more. Voice of the Covenant magazine. Available in your mailbox, on the free JDM app, and interactive at jdm.org. Get your copy today. Desires. 
We all talk about needs when we should never. I never ask God for a need. That's such a waste of spiritual energy. When he said he'd supply, how many need? How many? So if you're doing all this kind of stuff, do you really trust the Lord to do something?